a sensational night, as always. The crickets are chirping, especially loud tonight, almost as if they are an applause for my return for the episode. It feels really, really great to be back. Perhaps a trip out in the West was exactly what I needed, just so I can reconnect. So I can reconnect to the nighttime. There is a special essence when being amongst the creatures of the night. I feel forever welcomed. Especially by all of you. For lending me your ear. I absolutely appreciate it. Now, before I waste anyone's time, before I waste another second, I must let you all know that my name is Tuesday. And you're listening to my voice etched in a moment of time from a beautiful location tucked away in the mysterious and unusual American state of Utah. This is Conversations at Midnight. What a thrilling night it is to be back. To be in the presence. And as you can already guess from the background noise, I've received many, many emails, many requests <laughs> to be back out, to have the background noise. And I had this radio magic idea where I was just going to record about a good hour and a half of just pure cricket sounds as what you're hearing now. My own recording, so I'm not using anyone's sounds. And you know, me being genuine, how I love to be authentic and genuine, and I'm not all for the movie magic. I mean, I will do it if I have to, of course, in its respective areas. But I can't do it all the time. And it felt so uncomfortable to me if I just allowed myself to fake it. So I decided it's a beautiful, gorgeous night. There's no moon out. At least I'm not seeing one. There's no clouds out. It's a beautiful, open sky. And you can see the stars, whatever you can see, due to light pollution. And it's beautiful. And I definitely would not be doing this if it wasn't for the progress and the continuation of conversations at midnight. I won't get sappy with you. I'm not going to get sappy. <clears throat> but it, this does come with a disclaimer. As all great things do, there has to be some sort of a disclaimer. Some sort of railing so you don't fall over the edge, if you will. That being said, I am outside. I am in public. I'm not that hidden. Not yet, anyway. So you will probably hear a car. And if it gets too obnoxious, I will do edits. So if you hear the rhythm of the crickets chop and fade in and out or cut, that's because probably some big old 18-wheeler drove by or something in between. But if you like that, email me. Email me. Let me know. Excuse me. Let me know. Send me an email. If you have a request, if you have a certain oomph that you think that you would enjoy with the show, by all means. In this case in particular, I was emailed many times about how much the background noise was fitting. The previous episode of this was the Robert Johnson episode. And obviously I did that in the confines of uh, of the bunker, if you will. <laughs> 
my own little rabbit hole. And it was silent. And I, I will not pretend. I will not lie to you and say, oh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It felt a little uncomfortable. I'm not, well, like hearing it. The story, I think, I think was was pretty good. Not my best, not what I wanted it to be. But for what the materials I had, I thought it was good. But it was missing a beautiful background atmosphere. Something that, um, something that, that this just doesn't, you know, doesn't hold true. Even Wednesday himself sent me a text message. And he told me, I like the crickets. It's very ASMR-esque. So, <laughs> that's what you like? If that's what you want to do? By all means, who am I to stop you? If it gets too much, once again, let me know. And speaking of my email, before I dive into the episode, speaking of my email, if you have a story, if you love to share stories, if you have a ghost story, aliens, Bigfoot, anything in between, travel, if you just travel, and you want to just let me know, I will read it. I will read it for you on the podcast. In fact, I got two episodes, two episodes, well, I got two emails, excuse me. I got two emails that I'll read with you now. The emails will say, hey, Tuesday, love the show. It's been really fun for me and my friends to listen to. Some of the episodes are pretty creepy. And some are just really soothing to the point that it puts me to sleep. See, I'm not sure if that's insulting or not, but <laughs> I, I, I'm sure it's not. It's just, it's funny. Am I that boring? All in all, I love the show. I have a hard time sleeping at night, and I like the idea of having a podcast that is intended for the late night. Keep up the great work. Jan. Well, thank you, Jan. I really appreciate it. I am... Um, I'm not sure if it's intended for the late night. I mean, I've said it once or twice in the past. Of course, you can listen to it however you'd like. But I will say this. If you don't want to listen to it at night, if you're a busy human being, if you're more responsible than me, and you have to wake up in the day, you have to go about your time and spend your energy wisely, hey, that is all fine too. I even thought about doing a little segment, maybe uh, maybe once a month. I'm not sure yet, but conversations at noon. <laughs> I, I, I've been playing around with the idea. We're once a month for the... Uh, for the responsible ones, for the for the daytime people. I'll do one during the day. But I haven't thought about it yet. I'm not sure. The next email. Oh, oh, sorry, before I move on. Thank you, Jan, very much. Um, I, re I really appreciate it. I'm glad that you and your friends, it seems like a group thing. That's awesome. I actually really appreciate it. Uh, that's actually kind of cool to think about, that there's like a listening party of sorts. So that's really nice. Where are you listening this to? In your car? On your road trips? Home? Interesting. The next email says, <clears throat> Mr. Tuesday. Oh, Mr. Tuesday. I don't want to take up more of your time, so I won't. I'll get straight to the point and ask you a question. In the past, you said you have plans for the podcast. Is there anything to expect, or rather, can you elaborate on any of them? If not, I understand. I just thought that I would ask. Thank you for the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you from a listener in Minnesota. Well, thank you, my, my listener in Minnesota. Um, do I have any plans for the show? I did say that in the, in the past a few times. I, um, <laughs> I have a lot of ideas for the show. Tons of ideas. And I, um, a lot of it is just if I want to execute it properly. I, I don't, I don't like saying I'm a perfectionist because I don't think I am. 
I'm not entirely sure. But instead, I um, I just, I have a certain vision, if you will, that I have to do it this way, or if not, it's going to bother me, you know. And I'm not really an OCD kind of man. I, I, that's not who I am. But there are a few things that I've been working on um, that I'm not sure if I'll do it or not. And that is, I, I'm planning, I have this idea of a subreddit, a Reddit forum that I'm going to create where anyone can just post their paranormal stories on and I'll, you know, I'll read it on the podcast and things like that. More interactive except for emails because I know a lot of people don't really do emails. I love them. I think they're awesome. But I know a lot of people who don't really do emails or that sort of things. Um, so that's, you know, that's one of my ideas that I was thinking of is becoming, really my main focus is how to become more interactive. Not to the point of where you learn everything about my personal life. Oh, shooting star. Oh, wow, that's cute. Make a wish, everyone. Not to the point where, you know, you know everything about my personal life. I still want that level of, uh, of distance, if you will, you know. There's something nice about separating the reality versus the entity that is Tuesday behind the mic, you know. So I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find ways where I can interact without it being so personal, you know. Because one of the visions, going back to visions, one of the visions I had for the show was that I um, I wanted to, wow, how would I explain it? <laughs> I wanted to interact. You, like, so I talked about having, having an Instagram. Uh, I'm not a social media person. If you know me in my personal life, which a few of you who listen to the show do know me on a personal level, I am not a social media man. I do not interact with it a whole lot. Um, I don't even, there's many things that I don't really do. There's a lot of things where most people, most people go, hey, do you have this? And I'm, no, I'm virtually off grid for this day and age. The most I, the most I use is YouTube. <laughs> and that's it. The only reason why I talk about Instagram and a subreddit and things like that is mainly because of the podcast and creepy stories. I love the idea of the World Wide Web in the sense of connection and having a, a library of stories and tales and folklore and things like that. I love it. Sensational. But as far as me, no. So I've been trying to, oh my gosh, another shooting star. Is there like a meteor shower? Huh. That's interesting. But as far as, uh, as far as plans, everything that I'm trying to do now currently is to find a way to be really interactive, really, you know, touch base. And if you were to go on my Instagram right now, I only have like three followers, <laughs> but that's because I do no advertising. I don't do anything. The most is from here, you know, and I imagine that, um, the audience that I have, I, I feel like you guys don't tackle it the same way, you know. The, the, the downloads that I have are amazing. I mean, this past, um, this past two weeks, I think, I think I'm a little over 1,200 around there, you know. I'm growing at an, you know, at an alarming rate for somebody who has zero advertising anywhere. So, I, you know, before I... <laughs> before I really put myself out there, I want to get the hang of things. So, so I'm, I'm, I, I hope that answers the question about what my ideas are. There, I do have a few. There are a few in store that I'm planning that are huge. But it, it takes a lot of work because it involves other people. And they have their own schedule. And obviously I have mine. So we've been trying to work on it. I will, I will tell you this. Last... Hmm, Maybe about three, four months ago, I was working on having a guest on the show, a very prestigious guest. I had the pleasure, the privilege of email of emailing him, and it was amazing. 
and I'm still keeping in contact with him. He is from Utah, so it's really cool to, you know, be on the same time zone and things like that with him because it's a lot easier to work around that. And the biggest hint that I'll give is he was a guest, maybe about two times already or three times already, on Coast to Coast AM. And he is, he seems like a, a, a kind man. I don't know him too well. But from my first impressions, he seems like a very kind man, very humble human being. And the fact that I was able to get into contact with him is a blessing. Uh, I don't know if it's God, karma, the universe, however you want to spin it. Something, you know, allowed me to get into contact with him and it was great. I felt like if I wasn't doing anything with the pod show or anything and I just decided, hey, I'm going to, um, you know, I'm just going to email this guy. I feel like he would have never have wrote me. <laughs> I feel like he would never have responded to me. But the podcast has been opening doors for me that are great. It's just I have to do it right and I have to, you know. It's like a business, you know, you kind of have to do your cards right. You got to play it right. And uh, but for me, this is a hobby. First and foremost, it's a hobby uh, that I maybe hopefully in the future it could turn into a business or a career. That'd be awesome. That'd be really cool. So I hope I answered those two emails. And as I was talking about those emails, right, like I was saying, if you want to email me, if you want to write me, if you want me to read emails like how I just did then. You can email me at storiesatmidnight at yahoo.com. I will say that one more time. Stories at midnight at yahoo.com. So these are alternative routes if you want to get a hold of me. I do, like I said, I do have an Instagram. Conversations at underscore midnight. I'll say that one more time. Conversations at underscore midnight. Midnight, not conversations at midnight. That is a young lady who owns that Instagram handle username. I'm see, I don't know the lingo, <laughs> so username, I guess, handle. I'm not sure, but she is conversations at midnight. So instead, I am conversations at underscore midnight. That is how you can find me. I will post a link to my link tree in the description. There, I will have links to my major. Uh, outlets to hear me and one of them is my instagram uh, or the podcast's instagram i don't really have one on my personal life in fact i think somebody else owns my username kind of weird but yes so if you want to write me there you can get a hold of me there um and that's i think that's pretty much just email and instagram i am thinking about doing a telegram chat not sure. I heard that that's the new thing <laughs> is Telegram. But yes, so if you want to do that, please email me. I would love to read your stories. I would love. And you know what? If it's so dang good, I may ha I, I will probably more than likely have you as a guest on the show. I'm thinking about doing a collaboration of sorts. Maybe an episode in the upcoming future where I'll just get a, a, a ton of you all and record the conversations each and combine it into one long episode. It might be two hours long, three hours long, who knows? But that's kind of what I've been planning. So without a further ado, <laughs> all that mumbo jumbo in the beginning, now that that's out of the way, I will tell you this. Something interesting happened. Something intriguing. I This week has been filled with entertainment. I went and saw the Elvis Presley movie. Like, the biop. It's actually really... It's it's a tragic movie. And I'm not going to go into and spend another 20 minutes talking about a movie. Instead, all I'm going to say is just a quick little review. I thought it was great. I actually really liked it. I thought it was really nice. However, if you are a ignorance is bliss kind of person... Like, the least you know, the better. Don't watch it. Because his life, if it's that accurate, it's actually quite a tragedy. It, it, and, and a part of me wishes I didn't know any of that. So, overall, I'd say it was a, it was a pretty good watch. It was a pretty good watch. Um, it was, I think it's like two and a half hours. Did not feel like two and a half hours. Um, 
So I thought it was a pretty nice movie. But, but, watched the Elvis movie, and then about a few days ago, right? So this is a few days ago during the week, at the time of this recording, should I say. The time of this recording, this will be a few days ago, probably about two days ago. My friend called me up, Miss Monday. We've been interacting more over the podcast, and it's been really cool. She's a great friend. But she called me up, and she said, hey, uh, have you eaten? I said, no, no, not at all. She said, do you want to go and eat at a place called Costa Vida? I said, sure. For those of you who don't have a Costa Vida, think of it as a... I say this extremely exaggerated, but think of it as a more expensive Chipotle. <laughs> it, you know, it's a, it's its own thing. They have like a burrito bowl and a ta- and like a burrito and whatnot. And those of you who don't know what a Chipotle is, I don't know how else to explain it. But it's like Mexican food. So I said, yeah, sure, of course. Anyway, we arrive. We go there. We're enjoying our time when we walk through the door monday knew the young lady behind the register so they said hi to each other and we thought oh that's really cool so we're standing in line and i'm staring up at the menu i'm observing the menu i'm 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 trying to see what i wanted the combinations etc etc lo and behold as I'm staring, as I'm staring at the at the menu, I hear someone call Monday. Obviously, I won't say her name, but instead I'll just say Monday. And when I say call, I'm talking. They yelled it, Monday. Hey, Monday. And so I turned around to look over my shoulder to see. Oh my gosh, she knows another person, you know. And I look over, and I don't see anyone. And I have complete view of the lobby absolute complete view we're looking at through through the lobby and you know people were eating at the tables and stuff but no one's staring at her no one even reacted so i thought oh man i must be hearing things and i turn over and i look at miss monday and she looks at me and she goes i'm sorry i thought i heard someone yell my name and i said no i i thought i thought i heard that too and i looked over at the young lady behind the register and she was looking around and so the three of us kind of looked at each other and thought well who who called for you so we got our food and we sat down and miss monday looked at me and went you heard someone call for me right i said yes no i completely did i heard as clear as day ladies and gentlemen as clear as they like as i am speaking to you as i am speaking to you i heard her name called now we ran through every possibility in the books we thought perhaps okay maybe someone knew her but they left maybe they left the store so i asked her i said did you see anyone leave after they called you anyone walking out no I said, there was an old couple that, that they had left. And the old couple was the only two people that had left the store after we heard someone yell the name. Everyone else stayed in their seats. Where they were eating and they were having a conversation. And she said, I saw the two old people. But no, no, they, were, they weren't even looking at me. They just left. And I said, did you recognize them? She says, no. So we knocked that one out of the way. We, we thought, okay, perhaps we heard something from outside. That's the issue. You could barely hear the outside <laughs> from, from the lobby. I mean, you could barely even hear the loud cars that drive by. They sound really muffled when they drive by. And I mean the unnecessarily loud ones, the ones where the teenagers have to put in a cherry bomb in it, and it makes the god-awful muffler sound. Those, when you're inside some muffled you know nothing not even then so we thought no no there's no way and we wouldn't have heard it as clear we would have heard her name being called in a more muffled tone 
wouldn't you think? If the cars are muffled, wouldn't every other noise sound a little muffled and distorted? But no, hers was as clear as day. And then the other possibility. What if somebody else in the store had the exact same name as her? Well, that's the thing. No one in that store reacted any way, shape, or form. I'm telling you, when her name was called, I immediately looked over because I thought, wow, she knows everybody. And everybody just kept eating their chicken or whatever it is that they were eating. There was nothing. No one had a reaction to anything. Zilch. There was nothing. So, the conclusion, (laughs) I told her, well, you had to have been visited by something or perhaps a time flash something happened something happened that cannot be explained and if someone emails me if some yahoo emails me and says well what if you were hallucinating listen listen to me (laughs) everybody has a different way of thinking different brains different whatever How is it that three people with very different ways of thinking, very different imaginations and everything, all heard the same thing at the exact same time, same tone, same everything, right? That's like watching an airplane fly in the sky. And you go, hey, listen, dude, I saw this airplane. Oh, no, you're imagining it. And then some other woman goes, no, I saw it too. It was blue, right? Yeah, it was blue. And then someone else says the same thing, right? No, it's mass hysteria. No, 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 no. Or here's, 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 you know what? Here's a more accurate. The Phoenix, the Phoenix Lights of Arizona. Right? Everyone saw the exact same thing. And I think at one point the government was saying, no, no, it was just a little test run. You were all seeing things. You know, it was just an Air Force test run. And everybody said, no. How is it that we all saw the exact same thing at the exact same time? How is that hysteria? How is that imagining? How is that a mass hallucination? Now, if I heard, if I heard her name being called, and then I spoke to Miss Monday, and she said, "I heard someone yell my name in a Spanish accent." Well, I didn't hear a Spanish accent. Oh, that's weird. Then maybe, but we heard the exact same thing, tone and everything, same voice, same everything, because we, you know, we we described the voice to each other. We all heard the same thing. So I can't explain it. I cannot explain it. So it got me thinking. (sighs) If it was a ghost, if it was a time flash, one, I have to share it with all of you, and two, more, more importantly, I have to read some stories. So this week, as you can tell from the title and everything at hand, I'm going to be reading ghost stories. Ghost stories that I pulled from Reddit. Because I thought, you know, let's be casual. Last week, I, I kind of went a little intense with my episode. You know, did some storytelling. So, you know, let's just relax. Let's let's give old Tuesday a break. No, I'm just kidding. But it's nice to change up the pace. You know, every once in a while. Why not just change up the pace? So, I pulled some stories off Reddit, and I thought, you know, I'm going to read them all to you. So, if you don't mind, if you would like to get your candles ready, I myself um, actually brought mine. I brought mine, and, well, (laughs) that's just... uh, Let's just say I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be lighting out a candle here. I hope no one can see it, but I don't have, um, I don't, I don't have any, any matches. Instead, I have a Zippo lighter from the 60s. Excuse my chair. It makes a weird creak. So without further ado, I'm just going to light this and I'll let you guys light up your candles or Whatever it is you like to ignite, (laughs) some sort of incense maybe, or if you pour yourself a glass of wine, or a nice soda pop, root beer, things like that, understandable. So, let's go light this.
Oh. First try. Oh, there you go. I am doing the Blackberry Brandy this week. I thought it would be a nice, subtle touch. It's easy on the nose. It's light. It's playful. It's enjoyable. <clears throat> this story... Sorry, I burped. I'm going to edit that out. This story comes from Stratiform three years ago. It says the following. I don't believe in the supernatural today, but I used to. Oh, wow, that's an interesting start. Anyway, there I was, seven-year-old kid in rural Utah. I was staying the night at my grandpa's house on Main Street. I didn't want to sleep. So around midnight, I went down into the basement. I took my matchbox cars and played Night City with my glowing The Better Blocks. I had this little metropolis going on when my uncle came down to play with me. Should I mention that my great uncle died when I was two? Well, he did. Anyway... My great-uncle and I played Night City for a good hour. I remember it like it was yesterday. He drove the Lincoln because that was his favorite car. Before long, it got late. He had to leave so he wouldn't miss his train. He left and I went to sleep. The next morning, I asked when Uncle was coming back to play again. My grandparents were slightly offended that I brought it up. They hadn't seen him since before I was born and wanted nothing to do with him. Oh, that's sad. He was the black sheep of the family. I said him and I played cars and showed them the car that he drove in our city. They were uncomfortable with this and chalked it up to be my imagination. I never met my uncle again. He died when I was two. Over the years since then, I learned that he drove both the train for the Pacific Union, or for the Union Pacific, and a Lincoln Mark, what is this, seven? Mark seven. Like I said, I don't believe in ghosts. But I don't know how seven-year-old me knew things about an estranged the relative who died when I was two and was never spoken of due to the certain family issues. To this day, I don't know what happened that night, but all I remember is playing Night City with some guy who said he was my uncle, like it was yesterday. He was super nice and at the end of the game simply left out the back door. Wow. What do you explain on that? How do you how do you go about those moments? The uncle came as a visitation. So that etches out the idea of a time flash. Because I doubt he had any matchbox cars when he was two, let alone had uh, the verbal imagination to say Night City. So would it have been a time flash? But then again, he said he has a train to catch. See, the, that confuses me a great deal. Is he consistently living his life in some sort of purgatory? That's interesting. That's really interesting. What's sad, as I hate to say it, even in death, the parents are uncomfortable. That's a shame. What do you make of that? I don't know. I don't know what to make of that one. He was, honestly, as simple as it is, that was a visitation. That was a visitation. Hmm. This next story comes from Texas 
is the reason. Two years ago, <laughs> Texas is the reason. It says, when I was in high school, my friend called me at two in the morning. Knowing what an insomniac I was, he assumed I'd be the only one awake when we had to be at school in five hours. He told me that he and his dad had, for, had gotten into an argument earlier before he went to bed. He said his dad always comes to comfort him, comfort him in his room after they have big fights. So, when he woke up in the middle of the night and saw the outline of a man sitting on the edge of the bed, he assumed it was his dad that felt bad for yelling earlier. He said, Dad... But the shadow didn't move. He yelled, Dad? And again, there was no movement. So he shook his feet at the end of the bed. He shook his feet for him to move, or at least hit him with the blanket to get his attention. When the blanket went up all the way, when it went all the way up, he was worried because that meant there was nothing on the bed. And then he was terrified because the shadow man wasn't there anymore. I figured he was just half asleep and seeing things. I think we've all had that feeling waking up. But he was so scared, he left his house and was sitting outside on his porch. He lived in a neighborhood not far from my house, so I said I'd drive over and we'd smoke some hash about it. When I got there... He was visibly shaken. But I got him to calm down eventually and convince him he was seeing things. Well, we smoked a couple more cigarettes and he went inside. When I was leaving, I dropped my lighter and it fell behind me. When I turned around in the top right of the window, in the top right window of his house, excuse me, in his room, I saw a man. I thought maybe it was his dad hearing us smoke downstairs. But when I looked closer, it wasn't his dad. Then I thought, oh my gosh, maybe there's a stranger in their house. And I was freaking out a little bit. But then the man turned to his right, moving more to the center of the window, and completely disappeared from my eyes. I never told anyone, including him, because A, the only person who would believe me would be him and the only other, and that would only scare him more than B, people will just say, oh, you were high, why would you believe that? Listen, I had a pretty high tolerance in high school, and anyone who had smoked the good stuff knows it's not going to make you see a man in the window for over 15 seconds. Texas is the reason. To get high. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, um... What would you call that one? Would that be considered a time flash still? So I'm gonna, hold on, I'm gonna try to understand this. I'm going to try to understand it the best of my abilities. Friend calls him up. The friend explains his story to him that just happened to where him and his dad gets, in, you know, they get into an argument. They yell at each other and there's a routine. When the friend goes to sleep, his father comes in, wakes him up and goes, hey, sorry about the fight, etc., etc. I love you, son. They hug and then they go their own way. This time around, he wakes up to a man sitting at the edge of his bed, creepy, and to kick him and to shake the covers to get his attention, because after yelling for him, two attempts, no response. The blanket lifts off the bed with ease, which means there's nothing holding it down. There's no weight on it, which would imply that the blanket goes through him. Oh, I see. And then when the blanket comes down, it's gone. 
Oh, wow. Wowie, wowie. And then the friend, the, the, the teller of said story, experiences a man in his window who vanishes before his eyes. Has anyone ever experienced that? Vanishing in front of them? If you have, please send me an email. I, I, I want to I wanna know your opinions on that. Actually, anyone can email me their opinions on vanishing. Is it, is it a hallucination? He was the only one who saw it. He was the only one who saw it. And he never told the soul. Never told his friend because he didn't want him to freak out more. But the friend saw someone disappear. Hmm. Vanished before his eyes. You know, I've never, I don't think I've ever had that right in front of me. I've never seen something completely vanish. I once had an experience. I shared it once on the on the podcast. I had an experience once where I did it, I did indeed see some sort of apparition and it scared me half to death. I closed my eyes and I when I opened them again, it was gone. But I did not see the process of disappearing in front of me. So that's that's new. That's a new thought. And I, oh, I would love to know if anyone had experienced that firsthand, if they could email me. That sounds sensational. Wow. Okay. This next story is another story out of Utah. I chose this one in particular. <clears throat> this one... <laughs> was uploaded by Hey Johnny Utah. The story says, This is nothing too crazy, but camping in the desert in Utah, I was a wilderness guide and lived out of my truck. So camped nearly every night. I was totally used to the weird noises, twigs, cracking, whatever. But one night, it was extremely calm and quiet. Just a weird vibe in the air. A couple of friends and I were on BLM land in Utah near Moab. BLM land, for those of you who are outside of Utah, I don't know if it's countrywide. I've never heard of it in Florida. I'm not saying it doesn't exist in Florida. Just never heard of it until here. But just, So just in case, BLM land is Bureau of Land Management. So, essentially, the government that owns lands and things like that. So, there's certain lands that they own that you can camp on. You can go bushwhacking on, things like that, that sort of thing. Um, dispersed camping, if you will. My friends and I were on BLM land in Utah near Moab. Mm, love Moab. And we had just put out the fire and laid our bags out. Just as I was starting to fade out, something grabbed me by my wrists and jerked my arms straight up into the air. I sat up immediately, and two of my friends also sat up at the same time. When all, oh, we all had it happen to us, excuse me, we couldn't explain it. Nothing else happened, but still makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up just thinking about it. Wow. Wow. Can you imagine that? Laying on your back. So I would assume they weren't in a tent. He didn't specify tent. So that means they were cowboy camping next to a fire in a sleeping bag. <clears throat> Have you guys ever, has anyone ever done that? Oh, I know I say this a lot, but that's sensational. That is a special experience. There was one night in particular. Me, Miss Monday, uh, an old friend of mine. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'll, let's call him Mr. Eleman. <laughs> that's his uh, online handle. So, Mr. Eleman. 
and myself. Uh, the three of us camped out somewhere in the Uintas. And it was beautiful. We sat at this clearing next to a river. And we just cowboy camped. We sat next to a fire. We were listening to um, No Sleep. It's another podcast and all that. They do fictional tales. Things of fiction. And we were listening to them because Mr. Elaman loved Mr. E. Let's call him Mr. E. Mr. E loved no sleep. He thought it was great. And we just sat there. We went to sleep. We woke up to the early morning sun. And we had an, we had an amazing experience. Dare I say sensational. But I can't express to you the brown river that would run down my legs if in my relaxed, peaced state, if something grabbed me by my wrists and yanked me clean up, I can't explain it. I cannot, I cannot even imagine the thought. At all, actually. Ugh, chills. What, what do you think that was? Ghosts of the West? Having a little fun? Pulling a friendly prank? I wonder if they see things like that. Do they, do they think they're still in their time, like in their timeline? In their respective time? I wonder if it was a time flash, right? And I've brought this idea up more than once, but if it was a time flash, I wonder if from their point of view, when they yanked the uh, when they yank you up, do do you begin to disappear from their point of view? If as soon as they yanked the person up, are they are they gone like that? And do they freak out? Do they run for the hills? That's intriguing to me. I wonder how that is. Assuming that it was a time flash. But this one, I don't know. I don't know what to make out with this one. This one's, uh, this one's odd. Suffice it to say, that one is very, very odd. Sorry about that. I, uh, a car drove by that was exceptionally loud. So, <laughs> back to what I was saying, I will read another story. This might be the last story. It's a long one. It's a doozy. So, stay in there with me, okay? Uh, I, did not, I did not get the uploader's name, and I feel really sorry for that. So, I'll try to uh, give him credit in the description if I can refine the story. If not, I apologize. This is not one of my own. I got this one off of Reddit as well. It says, <clears throat> My mom started working early in 1989, starting as a simple dishwasher. Over time, she was promoted to a cook, then to a proper dietitian, and finally the kitchen supervisor. She was in charge of everything related to the kitchen, meal preparation, ordering ingredients, hiring dietitians and cooks. That month, mom was getting ready for a major, the federal inspection that happened every two to four years, inspecting the facility to make sure it is up to code. This involved some major deep cleaning, organizing and repairs, replacements on off anything not working so this meant she was putting some hours in on this night mom was double checking the upcoming order a duty roster she stood up into the employee break room across from her office to grab a coke from the vending machine to her left just in front of a large pair of magnetically sealed security doors 
was an incredibly elderly woman sitting in a wheelchair. Her being there startled my mother. Trust me here. She startles easily. Grinchy grin <laughs> in parentheses. Mom calmed herself and wondered what the resident was doing. Oh, so I assumed the person worked... Oh, she so she works at like a retirement home, seems like. Wondering what the resident was doing beyond the security doors at this hour of the night, let alone at all. She peeked into the break room, first thinking she'd been left there so a nurse could also grab a drink, but no. She checked the kitchen to her right, but that too was empty. Mom knew she shouldn't be there. So she moved in to check on the woman. Mom described her as frumpy. Her face was in a perpetual scowl and her lower lip sticking out. She had white hair, dark eyes, oh, dark eyebrows, excuse me, and green eyes. Mom said she was dressed in an old cardigan blouse with a blanket over her legs and sitting in an older manual wheelchair. The woman just stared forward. Mom looked at the medical ID on her arm and saw something strange. It was an ID from the facility, but it was older. It still had the letters on it as if it was from a typewriter. She said her name was Agnes McGillicuddy. McGillicuddy was born in 1910. Her intake was July of 1978. Mom tried to talk to the woman, but said she was non-responsive. This isn't all that uncommon, as the facility seemed to care for a multiple of the residents suffering from dementia and other ailments. Mom was becoming very annoyed. She didn't know how someone had opened the magnetic doors without her hearing it, as they would always make a loud buzzing sound when opened. I can personally vouch for this. It could be heard clear as a bell even with her office door closed. Who would push this woman through the security doors and just leave her there? Well, mom figured her answer in... I guess they mis mistyped. Mom had figured out her answer in seconds. A smoker. If one left mom's office and just took a right at the kitchen, that was literally the front door to the vicinity. Vicinity? Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. It was another security door. Also, after dark, it was the employee smoking area. Mom figured a nurse went outside to smoke, but took their ward with them but left them in this little bubble. Even here, it was so dangerous. Mom went, entered her code into the security pad, and opened the door. To her shock, nobody was there. Not around the corner, not nearby, no one. It was just a quiet night. Now, Mom was getting worried. She still couldn't work out how the woman had gotten past the security doors without alerting her. The last time they opened the doors was hours ago. Had this lady been sitting there the whole time? Each question presented more frustrating answers. So, Mom turned around to return to the Gillicuddy's... to Mrs. the Gillicuddy only to find her right there. Sorry, it's written weird. The woman had moved the distance of nearly 50 feet and 25 of it around a corner. Her hands hadn't moved from her lap and her feet were still in the foot rests. Mom startled again. She put a hand over her chest and calmed down. She moved in to speak to Agnes. She says, Agnes, I'm going to take you back to the nurse's station, okay? 
she said to her. Not sure if Agnes was even lucid, but hey, that's my mom. The woman slowly turned, met my mom's eyes, and without warning, grabbed my mother by the wrist. Her eyes, by my mom's account, either rolled back or bleached white. She said the woman's... Okay, I'm getting creeped out. <laughs> she said the woman's mouth opened, full of black, rancid teeth. She screamed an inhuman scream. She said was not unlike invasion of the body snatchers, and squeezed. She said she'd never had her wrist squeezed so hard in her life. She tugged and bucked, and on the third try, she got her wrist free. She fled around the corner, still hearing that inhuman and evil scream. She slammed the door on her, on her office and hit the panic button on her desk to notify the nurse's desk nearby. And she hid. That sounds believable. That's something that I'll do. I'll either hide or... Yeah, either, either, I, either I have to do self-defense, which would cause physical harm against the, the person, or I'd hide. And seeing to it that this person's um, eyes turned white, and opening her gaping maw to reveal black teeth. Yeah, I think I'd hide too. Especially screaming in an inhuman scream, as they said. And squeezing the wrist to, a, to an extent that the mother has never felt before. Yeah, I don't, I don't you know. Yeah, no, I think I'd, I think I'd hide too. I think I would hide too. The night nurses, a pair, a pair, excuse me, of male interns, came and found my mom rattled and shaking like a leaf. When she calmed down, she told them about what just happened. The men were shocked, not only by her story, but the bruise on her arm in the shape of a human hand that could only had been made by another person. They also were confused as they had a clear sight of the entire hallway leading up to the security doors and with that said nobody went by of course that that's usually that's usually how it goes and nobody went by nor could have without them knowing not without some spy moves mom decided enough was enough and she went home after the inspection she passed with flying colors, Mom decided to look into this woman. Being a senior staff member, it granted her access to some of the records. She checked every file, but couldn't find anything in the dietary account of a Mrs. McGillicuddy. McGillicuddy. Hmm, interesting. McGillicuddy. She went to the administration department and also found nothing. It would seem there was no current resident with that name. The revelation snapped something on my mom's brain. Hearkening to her days of college studying criminal justice. Sometimes real life makes it so we can't work in our chosen fields. Ain't that the truth? You know, sometimes you, you do something and then it never works out in your favor. For others it does. Sometimes life can be quite, quite cruel. Mom went to the department called Auxiliary Records. It was the depository for any resident that was deceased. She went right to the cabinet for the, for the M's. And wouldn't you know, there she was. Agnes McGillicuddy. McGillicuddy. I keep slipping on that one. Man. Was indeed made a resident in 1978, her file described her as cantankerous. Did I say that right? She was prone to assaulting nurses and staff. Oh, wow. She cursed like a sailor and was profoundly racist and just seemed to be a ball of piss and vinegar on wheels. This was likely attributed to a brain tumor 
affecting her reasoning center and perception of reality. She had only been given a few months to live, but would live until October of 1982. She suffered a stroke, but lived for a few more weeks, and then died in her sleep. Mom brought her discovery and story up to the founder-slash-owner of the facility, a man I'll call Mr. I. Mr. I was a kind and sweet older man in his 60s, real family-oriented, and truly a good soul. Sidebar, when my dad committed suicide in 1993, I'm sorry, I was 10, it was actually Mr. I that held me and comforted me while Mom held my sisters. He was like a grandfather to me, so ab so absolute gem this man was. My mom shared the story. She later told me that Mr. I went white like a sheet. He said, you saw her too. Oh. He told my mother about an incident in 1985. He was in his office late, picking up some papers from his legal for his legal team for some kind of court case later that week. A lawsuit or something where the family accused Mr. I of neglect. He'd be found not guilty, for the record. But when he turned around, Mrs. McGillicuddy was there. He kind of remembered her, but not that she was dead. He, like my mom, asked what she was doing wandering about so late. No response. He, he too looked for the nurses but couldn't find any within sight. He checked her armband and saw her room number. So, he wheeled her into the room and saw its other resident asleep in the bed. He placed her near to the bed and locked her wheels. As he left, he scolded the nurses for letting an at-risk the resident wander unsupervised. The nurses said they had no idea what he was on about. Annoyed and tired, he left and decided to address it the next day. The next day, he decided to check in on Mrs. Mick McGillicuddy. I almost slipped. Only to find that she wasn't there. There was no second bed, no belongings, or any sign. There was even a second resident to that room. Not even on the wall. When asking the nurses, he also got the there is nobody here by that name speech. He checked his own records and found what mom did. That week, Mr. I moved the room's other resident out to the other side of the building. The resident stated that they were beginning to wonder where the roommate keeps going. Some days she's here, and others she's not. Ooh, I like that story. I kept slipping on that name. It got better towards the ending, but the first half was written a little, a little odd. Or maybe I was just reading it wrong. I'm not sure. Sometimes my eyes move faster than my brain, if that makes any sense. Mrs. McGillicuddy. It's always like that, isn't it? One second, she's there. You run and you hide and you call someone and then, oh, I didn't see anything. No, no, there's no one here. There's always some sort of metamorphosis, a change that happens when all eyes are off. Um, I have yet to hear a story where someone is staring and they go, hey, do you see that? No, I don't see anything. But through their perception, there's something there. But in, in the others, there's not. And I'm sure that there's tons of stories out there, but I wonder how many of those experiences get mixed up with the idea of you're losing your mind. You know, you're hallucinating. You're seeing things. I can't help but assume that. It's a strange world out here. A lot of stories. A lot of twists. Things that keep leave you, that keep on leaving you questioned, searching, wondering for more. See, all that I am, 
is the man who asks the questions, who leaves the door open. I don't like certainties. I don't really like to do that. Of course, sometimes in your life, you have to. But with certain things, I can't do it. Like the existence of an afterlife or is there ghosts? I know many people who are certain that they do not exist. But I myself, I can't, I can't say for 100% that there is or there isn't. I won't lie, I lean towards the idea that there is. That there are ghosts. That there is a life after death. Because there's so many stories, so many things that I've experienced that I myself can explain. And one of them being the story I just shared with you today. Going to the Mexican restaurant. Hearing the name of Miss Monday being called. How do you explain that? All three of us heard it. It wasn't a hallucination. How is it that all three of us heard the same thing at the same time? The exact same voice, the exact same tone. If it is hallucination, wouldn't instead we all have something that makes sense to our own brain? That's intriguing, isn't it? Imagine that. Imagine how that is. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> but that truck had a flat tire and a half. You could hear it flapping. Anywho. I want to thank you. I want to thank you all for lending your ear tonight. For sitting down and using a good hour on me. I greatly appreciate it. I really do. It's beautiful, the nighttime, and I'm glad to share it with you. I hope all of you are listening to this at night. Hope you're all enjoying it at night. I, I sure am. I'm having a great time. Thank you. For absolutely everything. Unfortunately, it would seem that this conversation is coming to a close. The sun is setting on this conversation. And I, I, I want to thank you. I, wanna, I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being there for me, for, for, for listening in on my fun little hobby. I think I just needed that good break. That good, that good break. You know, getting out. Seeing the world. It was beautiful. I should have taken more pictures. Thank you, everyone. This has been another spooky hour of conversations at midnight. I hope you enjoyed the stories. I hope you enjoyed the talks. I want to thank you. I'll keep this near and dear to my heart. Until next time, until next week, I have been your gracious host, Tuesday. Thank you for the conversation. Good night. You all take care.